would I tell you to sow? I'm not telling you to sow what I would sow. I'm telling you what you need to sow for you to reap what you need. And so that sowing is different. Well, who else knows that besides God? Me. Why? Because he told me, right? He who is faithful in a very little thing will be faithful also in much. What you're going to sow is you're going to reap and have a harvest, right? So abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. It can't get there from here on its own. Unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me, and I am the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, he can do nothing. That would con constitute obedience in the sight of the Father. Interesting, huh? Let's go to meditations. The character of the world is morally different from the spirit-imparted life we have received from God. Fundamentally, it is because we possess the life of God that the world hates us, for it has no hatred for its own kind. The radical difference leaves us indeed with no way of making the world love us apart from rebellion and compromise on our part. The only way you can make the world love you is by you sacrificing. One of the things, you know why the world loves me? Because all the people I know, they've never seen anybody in their life ever buck against the world the way I buck against the world to be successful. Yeah. So they all appreciate respect that they're going, I don't know how you do what you do. Well, I just, I'm not tolerating one ounce of the world. Fuck that. Okay, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a clean day when you start doing it as people start respecting who you are, not, I mean, what you are, not who you are, right? If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out of the world because of the world, of this, the world hates you. Because the world hates you because you got pulled out by God to be something different or special, which is what Amen. I thought you were here for. Yes. yes. So remain ready. Gosh, that's yesterday's message, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Remain ready. Each and every one of my people must come to a deep realization and revelation this hour that all that I require of each one, regardless of what they are called to do, is though through an absolute faith and trust in me to simply lay down their lives on a continual basis so that my dear son Jesus and, the, and my dear son Jesus and the word of God might be all in all through them. Hmm. And be loyal, right? Yes. This is the work service that God asks of you, that you would believe in the one who he has sent, that you would cleave to, trust, rely, and have faith in his messenger. Ready. Completely prepared or in fit condition for immediate action or use. Duly equipped, completed, adjusted, and arranged for an occasion on purpose in this case of the fullness of the kingdom position, the destiny in Christ. In other words, willing to go. Presently, all those who are truly seeking God are undergoing a very intense time of refining. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh? Yeah. And polishing, the time of refining and polishing that will bring forth the fruit of an abiding and absolute faith and trust. The Father has particular, very special plan for each and every one of my precious children in the glorious days ahead. How exactly that means that manifests, only He knows right now. So therefore, it's like I say, you're going to get in a boat and let Him blow, blow the wind, you're going to go wherever He takes it. Okay? Only He knows where we're going. How exactly that manifests, only he knows right now. Therefore, it is the utmost importance for each one of us as true sons and daughters to simply remain ready, continually keeping our eyes fixed upon the things that are not seen. When the Father's plan begins to unfold in an accelerated manner in this hour, one of the very first things that will happen, manifest in or by the power of the Holy Spirit, is that the true spiritual environments will begin to spring up suddenly throughout the, the remnant church in every nation. And that will open wide the final page of the church history right through to the end of the age. 
The spontaneous fruit of this will be that the true unity and one accord to fullness of corporate anointing in the midst of these people, the Father so it desires, will come to a manifestation causing a glorious church to rise up in this great power on the earth. So indeed, what he has planned for his faithful obedient ones between now and the time we leave here is almost incomprehensible. So our task then is to simply believe and trust in him, focusing on the revelation in our hearts, knowing, maintaining our deep revelation of the spiritual reality that everything he has both spoken and promised will surely come to pass in ways that are exceedingly abundant beyond all that we ever asked or thought. So we consider no God to the things which we have <clears throat> seen, the lower reality, that which is real to the five physical senses, but the things which are unseen through faith and higher reality of God's word. For the things that are, are visible are temporary, brief and fleeting, subject to change, but things that are invisible are deathless, everlasting, eternal. So, prayer of proclamation. Father, we thank you and we praise you that in this hour, you are beginning to establish in an accelerated manner the various type, true spiritual environments in every nation throughout the earth. And that will be needed to both establish and disciple those who come to the kingdom in this most critical and glorious hour. And we declare to be done on an ongoing basis in the precious name of Jesus to your greatest glory, Father. So, Amen. we're going to see God's going to bring things around and and like I said yesterday, we're going to remain loyal yes. and we're going to rise to the occasion, whatever that occasion might be. Yes. But he is refining and he's kicking off all the, the dirt and all the mud and all the crust. He's getting rid of all that crap. Why? Because we got a bunch of stuff in the way and he doesn't want it in the way. So he's being faithful to do what he has to do to slap us around a little bit if necessary. Yeah. He's enjoying slapping you. <laughs> but I understand. I'm Timmy Giggles. I'm looking you're there. So. You too. Yeah. Oswald, July 8th, the will to loyalty. Choose you this day whom you shall serve. Huh, that's interesting, that was last night's message, right? Who are you gonna serve? Are you gonna choose today, you gonna serve this, and you'll be fine. Will is the whole man active. I cannot give up my will, I must exercise my will. I must will to obey, I must will yeah. to receive yeah. God's spirit. When God gives a vision, of truth, it's never a question of what he will do, but of what we will do. Yeah. God's making choices and changes in your lives, and all these things are coming up. You can bet he's trying to refine something out of you for a reason and a purpose. Not because you need the work, but because he's got a plan, and it's you're, you're a piece of, uh, uh, of on the chessboard, he's trying to move your piece. So you might want to consider doing what he said to do, because you won't be disappointed about how he's been able to use you as a the righteous vessel, right? Amen. The Lord has been putting us all some put before us all some big propositions, and the best thing to do is to remember what you did when you were first touched by God, the time when you were saved or first saw Jesus or realized some truth. It was very easy then to yield allegiance to God. Recall those moments now as the saint, excuse me, the Spirit of God brings before you some new proposition. Choose you this day whom you shall serve. It is a deliberate calculation. You have to be deliberate in calculating this. Not something into which you're going to drift easily. And everything else is in abeyance or behind until you decide. The first proposition is between you and God. Do not confer with flesh and blood about this at all. With every new proposition, other people get more and more out of it. Out of the way, messed up, don't fit with you anymore. Out of it. That is where the strain comes because we somehow want to have all these people go with us, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. With every new proposition, other people are getting more and more out of it. 
That's where the strain comes. God allows the opinion of his saints to matter to you, and yet you are brought more and more out of a certainty that others even understand the step that you're taking. You have no business to find out where God is leading. The only thing God will explain to you is himself. Isn't that what Glenn Jackson said? Yeah. We're going to go someplace. We have no idea where it's going. Just trust him and go. Yes. Hmm. So Glenn must have read off it. Right? <laughs> Profess to him, I will be loyal. Yeah. And immediately you choose to be loyal to Jesus. You are a witness against yourself. Don't consult with other Christians, but profess before him, I will serve you, Lord. Will to be loyal and give other people credit for being loyal, too. Now, the one thing you have in your favor that Glenn didn't, I mean, that Oswald didn't offer was you've got a pastor where Oswald was a teacher, not a pastor. So you've got somebody that's been telling you this stuff all along anyway. So it's not like I don't know because he's already told me what you're getting ready to do so I can help you get there. And many of you love to take suggestions or advice, but you don't like to take, you know, uh, actual direction, right? So we need to start being willing to take direction. Romans 1, verse 16. For I am not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God and the salvation of everyone that believes, the Jew first, also the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written in just, the just shall live by that faith. Which is what he was talking about, having complete trust, right? Yes. yes. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who are holding the truth in unrighteousness. Because that they which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it to them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and God it, so that we are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they never glorified him as God, neither were they thankful, but became selfish in their imaginations, their own foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into some image made like a corruptible man, birds, four-footed beasts, and creepy things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness to the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is, by the way, blessed forever. And let that be so. Amen. 2.1 Wherefore, you are inexcusable, O man, Whosoever you are going to judge, for wherein you judge another, you're condemning yourself. For you that judge do the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to the truth against them that's committed such things. But we obviously don't think they're against us, right? And think you this old man that judges them that do such things and does the same that somehow you are going to escape the judgment of God? Or he despise you the riches of his goodness, the forbearance, that's the, that him, you know, giving you a pass, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God is going to lead to repentance, going to help them turn around, maybe you too. But after the hardness and the impenitent heart treasures up to itself, wrath against that day of wrath and the revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, whatever he's doing, to whom? Who to them who by patient continuance will do it, seek for glory and honor, immortality and eternal life, and to them also that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey in righteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that does that evil. But glory and honor and peace to every man that works good to the Jew and also the Gentile. For God says there is no respect of persons with them. He's not measuring you by respect of persons. Five twelve. 
Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, the sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there was no law to condemn it. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the same similitude of Adam's transgression, who, by the way, is the figure of him who was to come, but not as the offense, so is also the free gift. For if... Through the offense, one of one maybe offense of one many be dead. Much more the grace of God, the gift by grace, which is by one man, Christ Jesus, even about unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For if one man's offense death reigned by one, much more than they which received the abundance of the grace, the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, being Christ. Therefore, as by the offense, one by offense of one, judgment comes upon all the men to condemnation. Even so, the righteousness of one, the free gift, came upon all men unto the justification of the life we now can live in Christ. Yeah. For as one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, so with the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. That as sin reigned unto death, even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life, once again, by Christ. Jesus, our Lord, 6.1. So what should we say then? Should we continue in sin that grace then has to abound? God forbid. How should we that are dead to sin live any longer in our sinful nature? Know ye not that if so many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore being buried with him by the baptism of death, like as Christ was raised up the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in that resurrected newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we would not serve sin. But he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead, if we be dead with Christ, we believe we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more, death has no more dominion over him. For that he died, he died unto sin once, but he lives, he lives unto the Father God. Yeah. Likewise, reckon you yourselves also be dead unto sin, but live... Unto God, the Father, through Christ Jesus our Lord. So let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Ye neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but instead yield yourselves to God as those that are alive from the dead, as we ought to, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto our Father. For sin shall not have dominion over you either, for you are not under the law, but under grace. So what then? Shall we sin? Shall we continue to be a fool? Because we are not under the law, but under grace? Again, God forbid. No, you know what's really sad about that verse? Really sad? That's what you're doing. You're taking the grace of God, Him making the way there is no way, and you keep doing the same stupid shit over and over. You won't listen to what Him and I are trying to teach you so you can come out and be separate. You keep doing the same stupid stuff and acting like it's the first time. So, that, you know, as often as I read this, I don't know that you're, it's saying, this is what your life should look like, and this is why it doesn't. And this is the problem down here starting at 15 of why it hasn't. And it ought to. And so if you listen to me, we'll get you on that life track that will get you where you're really thinking or hoping you can get to, but you're going to have to listen, right? What then? Should we sin because we're not under law but under grace? God forbid. No, you're not. But to whom you yield yourselves, servants to obey, his servants you are. To whom you obey because you keep yielding to your old, old nature, don't you? Whether it's to sin and to death or obedience unto righteousness. But here's the sad thing. You know how many times you guys do what you do and don't think it's sin? 
a lot. And I just wonder who has convinced you that your behavior is not relevant to sin. Sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were servants of sin. But you've obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which is delivered unto you. So I appreciate that you were serving sin because you did, it, it mastered you. Right? You're all past, your past has mastered you. Yes. But now I'm, I'm going to re realize that you're going to obey from the heart the form of teaching or doctrine God now to teach you, Amen. which will deliver you. Yes. We'll try to get you that now, right? Yes. yes. Being then made free from that sin, you became the servants of righteousness. So I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. I get the fact of where you came from and why you were doing it. But it's time to quit. For as you have yielded your members to service to uncleanness and to iniquity and to iniquity, even so now you yield your members as servants to righteousness and to holiness. Change horses. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from the righteousness. What fruit you had in those things, though now you're even ashamed. For the end of those things was death and is death. But now being made free from sin and choosing to become servants of God, you have your fruit unto holiness, and the end of that for you is everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is that eternal life through His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Ain't one. Therefore, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after their flesh any longer, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. So I need to be walking in the law of the Spirit of life. For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh, us being, you know, not capable in our own minds. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned the sin in the flesh. Yeah. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit mind the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded, which is a watered down version of Jesus, right? Yes. Yeah. Our own, own, uh, own salvation, our own walking. Carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is at odds against God. For it's not subject to the law of God, neither need can it be. Why? Because you've got your own, your own laws. You've already decided that your version is, is the right version. That when he says, I, I'm the way, the truth, the life, there is no other way, you've decided you thought you found another way. Or frankly, maybe you don't care about going to heaven. But I would say most everybody's caring about going to heaven, but you yeah. still want to use your way, which don't work. But you are not in that flesh. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not that spirit of Christ, doesn't matter, you're his anyway. But if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall raise you up also, quicken your mortal bodies by his same spirit that dwells in you. So therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But through the Spirit, we do mortify the deeds of the body. You shall, in fact, live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or Daddy. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are then children of God, and chief children and heirs and heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. If so be, we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together with him. Romans 9.18 Therefore, as he mercy in whom he'll have mercy and whom he will harden, he will harden 
And who will say then, why does he yet find fault? For who can resist his will? No, but, O oh man, who are you that replies against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, why did you make me this way? Has not the potter power over the clay to make some lump, the same lump, to make one vessel to honor another to dishonor? What if God willing to show his wrath and make his power actually known, endured with long, much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, that he might then take and make known the riches of his glory upon the vessels of mercy, which would be us, hopefully, which he had prepared before in the glory, even us, whom he's called not the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. He's going to pull us out of this mess and straighten us out. First Corinthians 2 9. It is written, I has not seen, neither ear heard, neither has entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches the all things, even the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knows no man except the Spirit of God inside of him. Yeah. Now, we have received not a spirit of the world, but we have received a spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but what the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receives not these things in the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are going to be spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that we may now instruct him? But we, we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Now he that plants and he that waters are one. Every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. If we are laborers together with God, we are God's husband, we are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid a foundation for all of you, and another builds upon it. Let every man take heed how you build upon that foundation that you've been given them. For another foundation can no man lay other than that which is Christ. Now if any man lay men build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, hay, wood, stubble, every man's so then will be work will be made manifest for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work to see what sort it is. If any man's work abides that he has built upon it, that he shall receive a reward for having built for the right reasons. Amen. If any man's work be burned, though he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, if yet so by fire. Yeah. For one. So let a man count of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries. However, it's required of stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged of you or a man's judgment. Yes, I judge not my own self, for I know nothing but myself. Yet, hereby I am justified that he that judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before its time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sake, that he might learn in us not to think of men above that which was written, that no one would be puffed up for one up for one against another. For who makes you to differ from another? For what have you got that you did not receive? And now, if you received it, why do you glory as if you hadn't received it? Why are you not loyal to the God that gave it to you, right? Yeah. Now you are full, now you're rich. You have reigned as kings without us. And I would to God would, would to God that you did reign, that you also might reign with you, that we might get these things right, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Five six. Your glory then is not good, though you not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So purge out therefore that old leaven, that you may be a new lump, 
as you are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Let us, therefore, keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but let us, let us be with unleavened bread, and let us do it with sincerity and truth. 6-9. Know ye not the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivalers, revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were you once upon a time. Yes. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus, that by the Spirit of God. So you have been washed and renewed. Can you now walk that way? Yes. So all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful to me, but I will not be brought to the power of any of them. So meats are for the belly, but the belly is for meats. But God shall destroy both it and them. Now, the body is not for fornication, but the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God is not, not, has both raised us up, has both raised up the Lord, and also will raise us up by his own power. So know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? God forbid. What? Know you not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body for two, he says, shall become one flesh? But he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. But he that has committed fornication sins against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is then the temple of the Holy Ghost, which, by the way, is in you already, which you have of God already, and you are not your own. You've been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Be loyal to him. Second Corinthians 1. Verse 12. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with flesh to be wisdom, but by the grace of God, we've had yes. our conduct in the world and more abundantly towards you. For we were going to write none other things than you than what you have read or acknowledged, and I trust you shall always acknowledge them even to the end. I'm going to teach you the things you're going to have to acknowledge, but acknowledge them all the way to the end. Yep. Three, one. Do we begin to commend ourselves, or need we as some others, letters of recommendation? or letters of recommendation from you. You are our letter written in our own hearts, read and known of all men. For as much as you are manifested, declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not in vain, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in the fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust we have through God, through Christ to Godward, that not that you are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is in fact of God. Who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter is going to kill, but the Spirit is going to give life to us and others. For one, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we receive the mercy we faint not. We renounce the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by the manifestation of the truth, committing ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Now, for gospel is hidden, it's hidden to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine into the darkness, has shined into our hearts to give the power, the light and the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus, to give us the glory of God, the power of God. But we have this treasure in an earthen vessel, that the excellency might be the power, might be of God and not of us. Yeah. I have one. For we know that of our earthly house 
This tabernacle were dissolved or ruined. We have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. If so, be that lacking being clothed, I'm sorry, we shall not be found naked. We that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not that we might should be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that has brought us for the self-same thing as God, who has given to us the earnest of the Spirit, the down payment, the deposit of the Spirit in our, life, in our hearts. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we're at home in the body, we're still absent from the Lord, because we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord. So wherefore we labor, that whether we be present or absent, we may both be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to, he, according to what that which he has done, whether it be good or bad. You're going to receive a payment one way or the other. Yeah. 6.14 So be sure you're not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion has light with darkness? What concord has Christ with Belial? What part has he that believes with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and I will walk in them and they, I will be their God and they shall be my people. So wherefore... Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and touch not that unclean thing, and then I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. 7-1. Having, therefore, these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of our flesh and of our spirit. Yeah. Let's perfect holiness through the reverence of the fear of God. Amen. 13.4 For though he was crucified with weakness, yet he lives by the power of God, for we also were weak in him. But we should also live with him by the power of God towards all of us. Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves, knowing that not that you are, no, excuse me, know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, unless you're a reprobate. But I trust that you should know that we are not reprobates. Now I pray to God that you do no evil. Not that you would appear approved, but that you would show that you should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but everything we do is for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also we wish even for your perfection. Galatians 2.16 Knowing that a man is then not justified by the works of law, but by the faith of Christ, even we have believed in Jesus that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of law, for by the works of law shall no flesh ever be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build, build again the things which I have destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law that I might live unto God. But I am crucified with Christ. Yet nevertheless I still live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live with the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And I am not going to frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness came to law, then Christ was dead in vain. And he's not. So, oh foolish heart of worship, who has bewitched you would not obey the truth? For whose eyes has Christ been evidently set forth? Was he crucified among you? This is only what I learned of you. Do you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, you're now going to be made perfect by your flesh? 
Have you suffered, suffered so many things in vain, if yet it has been still in vain? Galatians 5.1 So stand fast, therefore, in the freedom with Christ has made us free. Be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage. He'll die, Paul, saying to you that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For true, testify again every man that is circumcised is you're a debtor to the whole law. Christ has become of no effect in you. Whosoever you are justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by our faith. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision avails anything or uncircumcision, but faith which we were holding on for, which works by love. Yeah. So you did run well. Who did then hinder you that you did not obey the truth? His persuasion came not of him that called you. A little leaven is going to level the whole lump, so be careful. I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubles you shall bear his own judgment, who that is. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I then suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross cease? So I would they were even cut off which trouble you. For brethren, you've been called to liberty, but not to use that liberty for an occasion of your flesh, but by, the, but by love serve, serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, that is this, even you will love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and you devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed with one another. So this I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill that, that former lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one another, and so you cannot do the things you would. For if you be led with the Spirit, you are not under that law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, and they are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such the like, of which I told you before, and I'm going to tell you even in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance. Against such things there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in that Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, envying one another. 6.14 But God forbid that I would glory and save anything else but the cross of the Lord Jesus, by whom the world was crucified unto me, and I am going to be crucified to the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but what does matter is a new creature. As many as walk according to this rule, peace will be upon them and mercy upon the Israel of God. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According to He has chosen us in Him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him. In love he chose us so we could do it before him. He cleaned it up just for himself. Having predestined us according to the adoption of children by Christ who, unto himself, according to the good pleasure we'll get of his will, his will being done, not ours. Yes. To the praise of the glory of his grace where he's made us accepted in the beloved. So we can become loyal, but more importantly, he's going to make sure you stay loyal. Amen. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he is abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself, that in the dispensation, the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth, but more importantly, in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will 
and we should be the praise of his glory who first trusted Christ, in whom when you trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also after you believed, you were then sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, once again, of the praise and the glory. Therefore, I also have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. I love in your love to all the saints. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of your Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you may know what is that hope of that calling upon your life, that you also might know the riches and the glory of his inheritance of the saints. 2.19 Now, therefore, we are no more strangers and foreigners, but now we're fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. You're built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom also you are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. So we are his house. 4.17 This I say therefore and I testify the Lord that from now on not walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of the selfishness of their mind having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being time past have given themselves over lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned, Christ. If so, be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. But you put off concerning the former conduct of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And you that put on the new man, which is after God created in Christ to in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying, speak every man the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but he that let him rather labor, working with his own hands the thing which is good, that he might have something to give to them that need. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of lifting someone up, that it may administer grace to the hearers. And grieve not that Holy Spirit of God, where you are sealed to the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and Anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all of its malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ, God for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. 5 1. Be you therefore followers of God as dear children, walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. But fornication. And all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named once among us. It's not yes. becoming of a saint. Yes. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, horsing around, playing rabbis, neither of those, but rather giving thanks. Thank you, Lord, for Pastor, because he kicks our ass repeatedly. Yes. For this you know, that no whoremonger, no unclean person, nor covetous man who's an adulterer has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Uh-oh. But be not therefore partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Amen. Hmm. Walk, then not as, walk then as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what's acceptable unto the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it's a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in the secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever does make manifest is the light. Wherefore he says, Awake you that sleep and rise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See that you walk circumspectly or on purpose, loyal 
not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, where it is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking yourselves in songs and hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God, the Father, the Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. Philippians 2.12 Wherefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which works in you, both to will and do his good pleasure. He's in there trying to cause you to become triumphant. So do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless, harmless, the sons of God without rebuke. Right in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, you're going to shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither I have labored in vain, that I would not have done all this for you for nothing. Philippians 3.1 Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you to be, indeed, it's not grievous, but for you it's safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision, for we are the circumcision which work, worship God in the Spirit. So the circumcision, yes. we, are the, we are truly Israel, circumcised yes. Israel. If we worship God in the Spirit, the, the rejoice in the Christ Jesus and have no confidence in our flesh. Yeah. And he didn't want to talk about his flesh, right? Yes. yes. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice the Lord always in gain. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men, for the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, which will pass all understanding, that will keep your hearts and your minds in and through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things instead. And those things which you have both seen, so we learn and receive, Heard and seen in me, do those things. And the God of peace shall be with you also. Yeah. Colossians 1 9. For this cause, we also said today, we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you might then walk worthy of the Lord and do all pleasing and being fruitful to every good work and increasing the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might, according to the glorious power in which patience and long suffering drove us giving thanks to the Father which has made us ready to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, whom we now have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of his sins. Amen. Chapter 2, verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ, walk in him, rooted and built up in faith and established the if we were to build up him and establish the faith which you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. And beware, lest any man try to spoil you through philosophy or selfish, deceitful teachings, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments world, and not after Christ. Be careful. First Thessalonians 1, 2. You give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, your labor of love, and the patience of the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God, our Father. Knowing, beloved brethren, our election, your election of God. For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but it also came in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as you know what manner of men we were among you and you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction and with the joy of the Holy Ghost. 2.13 For this cause also we thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God, which we heard of us, you received it not with the word of men, but with the truth 
and the word of God, which effectually works also in all of us that believe. 4.1 Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that you have received of us how you ought to walk to please God so you would, and you'd abound more and more. And know you, for you know that what commandments we gave you by the Lord, for this is the will of God, even for sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess this vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of sexual desires, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man would go beyond defrauding his brother in any manner, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as also we have forewarned you and testified. For God has not called us to uncleanness, but to holiness. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who has also given to us his Holy Spirit. To one. Verse two. Grace of you and peace from God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is necessary, because your faith grows exceedingly. The charity of every one of you all towards each other abounds, so that we ourselves glory in you, the churches of God, for your patience and faith in all the persecutions and tribulations that you've learned to endure. Which, by the way, is the manifest token, the righteous judgment of God to count you worthy of the kingdom of God for which you've suffered. Seek it's a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation those that troubled you. And you, who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in a flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and those that did not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus, who shall be punished with an everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints, to be admired in all of them that believe, because our testimony was believed that day. Wherefore, we also pray for pray for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling, that he would go ahead and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power in you. That the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you and him according to the grace of God, which and also from the Lord Jesus. So 2.13, we are bound to give thanks always to God for you. Brethren, beloved of the blood, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through setting you apart through the spirit to believe in the truth. Wherefore, he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus. Therefore, brethren, stand fast, hold the traditions which you've been taught, whether by word or by our example. Now the Lord Jesus Christ himself, even God, our Father, which has loved us and has given us an everlasting consolation and good hope through the grace, let him comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work and every good work. Amen. Yes. Verse 22, 1. I exhort you, therefore, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving a thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and have come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Where do I am ordained a preacher and apostle? I speak the truth in Christ, and I lie not. I teach of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath and without doubting. Second yeah. Timothy 1, six. Wherefore I put you in remembrance. You stir up the gift of God within you by the putting on my hands. 
For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. So we therefore not ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ before the world began. But now is made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality and light through that gospel. 2.14 Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they would strive not about words to no profit, but to the verdict of hearers. Study yourself to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Shut away profane and vain babblings, for they are going to cause more and more ungodliness. And their word will eat, as does a canker, of whom Hymenus and Fleetus, who concerning the truth of error, say that the resurrection is past already, and overthrew the faith of some. But nevertheless, the foundation of God still stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his, and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. In the great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. So if a man then purge himself, therefore, from these things. He will be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, ready to meet for the master's use, prepared for every good work. So flee all, also youthful lusts. Follow after righteousness, faith, charity, peace. With them that call upon the Lord of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing they're going to cause strife. The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle to all men, apt to teach, be patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If perhaps... God will give them repentance to the acknowledge of the truth that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who has taken them captive at his own will. Hebrews 2.1 Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Yeah. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression of disobedience received a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect such great salvation? Which at first began being spoken by the Lord, then confirmed to us by those that heard him. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders, with diverse miracles, and the gifts of the Holy Ghost, according to his own will. How will we mess that up, right? Yeah, right. Five one. For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in the things pertaining to God, that he may both offer gifts and sacrifices for sin. Who can then have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. But the reason hereof he, he ought as for the people, he so also for himself to offer for sins. That no man takes this honor himself, but he that is called by God, as was Aaron. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made a high priest, but he that said unto him, You are my son, today I have begotten thee. As he says also in another place, You are a priest after the order, forever after the order of Melchizedek. Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears, unto him that was able to save him from death, was heard that he feared or revered God. Though he were a son, he learned obedience to the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the, the author of eternal salvation to all of us that obey him. Amen. Thank you, Called of God, a high priest at the order of Melchizedek for us. Amen. 9.15 In this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by the means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also be a necessity of a death, the testator. 
for a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it's of no strength at all while the testator lives. Whereupon neither, neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. Go to 1032. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were eliminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. Partly while you remained gazing in stock, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you became companions of them who were so used. If you had compassion to me and my bonds and took joyfully the sporting of your goods, knowing that in yourselves that in heaven you have in heaven a better and more enduring substance, that house waiting for you. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which is great recompense and reward, for you have yeah. need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promises. Yes. After mm-hmm. you've done the will of God, you might receive the promises. Yes. Mm. For yet a little while he shall come, he, he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if the many man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them that draw back into perdition. We're of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. Amen. It was 13. Verse 20. Now the God of peace that brought again for the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep through blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect every good work to do his will working in you that which is well pleasing in his own sight through Jesus to him be glory forever and ever and ever amen James 1 verse 2 my brethren then I want you to count it joys when you fall into diverse temptations knowing this that the trying your faith is going to cause you to have patience and patience is going to have a perfect work that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing but if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all men liberty and abrades not and it shall, in fact, be given to you. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, not double-minded. For he that is wavering like a wave of the sea, driven with a wind and toss. Well, let not that man think he's going to receive anything of the Lord. Because a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Yeah. Verse 12, blessed is the man that endures that temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, for which the Lord has promised all of those that love him. Yeah. Let no man say when he is tempted, though I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither does he tempt any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And then, when lust has conceived, bring forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. So do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift, every perfect gift, is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, in whom is no variables, neither a shadow of turning. Of his own will, help us be born again with the word of truth, that we should become a first fruit. Of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, and receive you the, with meekness the grafted word, which is able to save your soul. Be you doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in the glass. For he beholds himself and goes away and straight away forgets what he looks like. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this man shall be blessed in all of his deeds. James 4, 1. So, for whence comes these wars and fightings among you? Don't they come from your lust that war on your members? 
you lust, you have not, you kill, you desire to have, you cannot obtain, you fight war and have not. Because you ask none. Then you ask, you receive it not because you asked amiss that you may consume it upon your lusts. You adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that friendship of the world is enmity with God and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God? You think that the scripture says in vain that the spirit that dwells in us lusts envy? But God gives more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So submit yourselves, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, your joy to heaviness. But most importantly, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and then he will, in fact, lift you up. First Peter 1, 2. 1, 3, sorry. Blessed be God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has helped us become born again into a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. To an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, that fades not away, that is reserved in heaven just for you. You who are kept by the power of God through faith and salvation, ready to be revealed in this last time. Wherein is you greatly rejoice, so now for a season, if need be, you're in a heaviness through some manifold temptation, that the trial of your faith be much more precious than that of gold that perishes, be through it, though it be tried with fire, might be found. And to praise and honor and glory the appearing of Jesus, whom having not seen you love, and whom now you see him not, yet you believe, you rejoice with a joy that's unspeakable, that's full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Yeah. I wish salvation the prophets inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that would follow. And whom? It was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister these things, which are now reported to you by them that have preached the gospel of you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels even desire to look into. 22. Seeing that you have purified your souls and obeying the truth of the Spirit and unfaithed love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart passionately. Being born again, not of a corruptible seed, but incorruptible, by the word of God which lives and abides forever. For all flesh is grass, and the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower of the earth falls away. But the word of the Lord is going to endure forever. And this is the word which by the gospel has been preached unto you. 4.1 For as much that as Christ has suffered for sin and flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind as he had, for he that suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time of life to the lust of his flesh or lust of men, but he would live now in the will of God. For the time past for life may suffice us to have brought the will of the Gentiles when we walk in lasciviousness, lusts, excess wines, revelings, banquetings, abominable adulteries, where they think it strange that we would still won't run with them in the same excess and speaking evil of us now. Who shall give an account to them that will ready to judge and the quick and the dead? But the end of all things, for us with this cause, the gospel of preached to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men and live in the flesh, but live according to God the Spirit. But the end of all things at hand, so be therefore sober and watch under prayer. And above all things, have a passionate charity among yourselves, for charity is going to cover a multitude of sins. Use hospitality to one another without grudging. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it in the ability which God has given. That God in all things may be glorified through Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen.
Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fire trial it's tried to you, though some strange things happen to you. Rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when the glory should be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of God, the, the spirit of the glory and of God rests upon you, and their part is evil spoken of, but on your part is glorified. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, though, as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in another man's affairs. But if you suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and it must first begin at us. What shall the end of them that obey not the gospel be? And if there are the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Ooh. Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God, let them keep, commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. 5.1 The elders which are among you I exhort, whom also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking oversight thereof, but not by constraint, but willingly, not by, for money, but for the ready mind. Neither be lords over their God's heritage, but being examples for the flock. So when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yes, all of you be subject to one another, be clothed with humility, for God's going to resist the proud and going to give grace to the humble. So humble yourselves, yeah. therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. Yeah. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he can devour. But resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren are in the world. But God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a little while, he will perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. To him and him alone be glory and dominion forever and ever. Second Peter 1, 3. According to this divine power, has he given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and to virtue whereby are given to us exceeding great precious promises, that by these you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruptions in the world through lust, even your lust. And besides this, I ask that you give diligence to add your, your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. And the godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and they abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. But he that lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten he's been purged from these sins. So wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly to the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. Amen. Therefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the great, the present truth. Yes, I think it's necessary as long as I'm in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting in remembrance. Knowing that shortly I might have to put off this tabernacle even as the Lord has already showed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that you be able to, after my decease, to have these things and always be in remembrance. If you have not followed coming devised fables when we made known to you the power of the coming of, the coming of our Lord and Savior, we are eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father the honor and glory that that there came such a voice in him, an excellent glory, which is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. And this voice came from heaven, we heard, when we were with him in the holy mount. But we have a more sure word of prophecy. Where do you do well that you may take heed, as unto a light that shines into a dark place, until the day dawn, and day star rise in your hearts, knowing this, that no prophecy of scripture is given of a private interpretation. 
The prophecy came not of an old time, but of the will of man, but all by holy men, which uh, which of God spoken to them as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Three nine. See, the Lord's not slack concerning His promises, as some men might count slackness. There's long suffering to us, not one that any should perish, but all that should come to repentance. The day of the Lord is, will come as a thief of the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also, the works therein, shall be burned up. Seeing that these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you ought to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening into the coming of the day of God, where the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, the elements shall be melted with fervent heat. So nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwells righteousness. So therefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent, that you may be found in him in peace, without spot, and found blameless. First John 1, 5. This then is the message we have heard of him. We've turned to you that God is light. And in God there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness and we lie and we don't know the truth. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from our sins. If we say that we have no sin, we again deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all that unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sin, though we make him a liar, his word, again, is not in us. So my little children, these things I write unto you, that you would sin not. Any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, which is Christ Jesus the righteous. And he is the replacement of the sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that says, I know him and keeps not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is in him. But whoso keeps his word in him, truly is the love of God perfected. Hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought himself also walk even as he walked. So 24. Let that therefore abide you then, which you've heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and the Father. This is that promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I have written unto you concerning them that try to seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things. That's the truth. It's no yes. lie. And even as it has taught you, you shall let him abide in him. Yes. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, you may have confidence and not be ashamed before him is coming. You know that he is righteous. You know that everyone that does righteousness is born of him. So behold what manner of the love of the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons or children of God. Therefore the world knows us not because it didn't know him. Beloved, now we are the children of God who has not yet appeared what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope within himself is going to purify himself, even as Christ is pure. 18. So my little children, let us not love in word and tongue, but deed and truth. Hereby we know that we are the truth that shall assure our hearts before him. For our heart condemns God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, our heart condemns not, though, we can have a confidence towards our God. And whatsoever we ask, then we can receive of him. Because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing to sight. This is that commandment. That we should believe with the name of the Son of Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave his commandment. And he that keeps this commandment dwells in him and he turns around and dwells in you. Hereby we know that he is abiding in us by the spirit which he's given to us. 5.1 So whosoever believes that Jesus Christ is born of God and everyone that loves him that begotten loves him that is begotten of him. By this we know that we are love the children of God. When yes. we love God, we keep these commandments. For this is that love of God. We keep the commandments, and his commandments are not hard or grievous. 
For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Thank you, Jesus. And this victory that overcomes the world is our faith. Thank you for more faith. Yes. Yes. For who is he that overcomes the world, but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Do we believe that Jesus right. is the Son of God? Yes. 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 That didn't sound very, very convincing. Yes. 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 So, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which is testified of his Son, that he that believes on the Son of God, which we said we just did, has yes. a witness in himself. Yeah. He that believes not, God has made him a liar. Because he believes not the record that God gave his son. But this is the record that God has given to us eternal life. That life is in his son. And he that has the son has that life. And he that has not the son has not that life. These things I've written unto you that you believe in the name of the son of God. That you may know that you have eternal life. And then again you might not believe in the name of the son of God. And this is the confidence that we can have in him. That we ask anything according to his will. He'll hear us. And we know that if he hears us. Whatsoever we ask we also know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. Jude. 17. So, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before the Apostle of the Lord and Savior Jesus? How they told you as I have told you. To be mockers of the last time who walk after their own ungodly lust. These are they who separate themselves, sensual, not having the Spirit. But you, beloved, building up your most, selves most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus unto eternal life. Some have compassion making a difference in, the, in their lives. Others, save with fear, pulling them even out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his own glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. So, Father, we come before tonight and say thank you, Lord, for uh, once again. We are learning a uh, little bit by little bit how to be more loyal to your word and your yes. will and not, Lord, seeking after our own ideals. So help us, Lord God, yes. as we're walking through these things to become more efficient at loving you and being loved by you and letting that be the extent of our, our walk and extent of our life. And if we can do these things, Lord God, we know that we will be brought up and brought out from that world into the place where you, have, you would have us. And we praise, thanks, honor, and glory as you do these things. Pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Amen. amen.